Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers. I'm your host, Daniel Nelson, and today in our study of Romans 9, verses 22-24, we are going to be seeing that election is the script of the gospel that gives glory to God and calls us to go. So today's readings are coming from the New International Version, and I encourage you to follow along as we study. The passage reads, What if God... Although choosing to show his wrath and make his power known, bore with great patience the objects of his wrath, prepared for destruction. What if he did this to make the riches of his glory known to the objects of his mercy, whom he prepared in advance for glory, even us whom he also called, not only from the Jews, but also from the Gentiles. So, this particular passage It is written in the context of Romans 9, where we're seeing election. Election, which is God's act of choosing who he will effectively call to salvation. Romans 9 specifically talks about election at Israel. How God chose Jacob, but not Esau. And applying this to Jews and to Gentiles. God is choosing certain people for salvation and he is hardening others. We're seeing this throughout Romans 9, and in Romans, the passage that we have, 23-24, we're seeing a defense of God's hardening, a defense of God not saving those whom he could save. That's what the passage we're studying is about. So, a quick point. The gospel call is for everyone. Notice in my definition of election, I've got election is God's act of choosing who he will or whom he will effectively call to salvation, okay? The gospel call is for everyone, elect or reprobate. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. The gospel call is to be brought to everyone. We have no way of knowing who God's elect is and who God's elect isn't. We can't say, oh, he's going to heaven. I mean, I know he's not a Christian now, but he's going to go. But this guy, he's going to stay not saved his whole life. We have no idea. We are called to go. I forget which pastor it is, but one pastor was like, if I could know only who God's elect are, Man, I would just go straight to them, just preach the gospel to them, get it all done with, but I have no way of knowing. So I preach the gospel to everyone, and that's the mindset we need to have, okay? We don't know who is going to end up getting saved. We have no way of knowing that. So preach the gospel to everyone. Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations. Maybe God doesn't want a single person saved from a particular nation, but we've got no way of knowing that. Our job is to tell them the gospel. It's God's job to save who he will. We do our job, God does his. So do not try to act like God and say, well, I don't really like this person, so I'm not going to share the gospel with them. That's not how this works. The election is God's act of choosing, not ours, okay? I want us to go to Ephesians 1, 3 through 6 where we see praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. 
we are seeing that election is before the creation of the world. God chose who would be saved in love. He predestined us for a glorious future to sonship through Jesus Christ. And this is in accordance with his pleasure and will. And going to the point of election. That's our second point today. What's the point of election? It is for the praise of his glorious grace. The point of election is to show God's glory. In election, we see God the Father's glory in being the Father. God chose all who would be saved. The Father chose who would come to him. We see the glory of God the Son in going down to earth, taking on our sins, taking our place on the cross, being the propitiation, the atoning sacrifice, whatever word you want to use, God, Jesus taking God's wrath that should have been on us. God the Son is glorified in that for being the God-man who can save. And God the Holy Spirit is glorified in being the agent of the gospel. God the Holy Spirit goes and he calls those who God has chosen. He calls those to receive this glorious gift of salvation. And when the Holy Spirit calls you, there is no turning back. The Holy Spirit is effective in calling. The point of election is not to win any debate or to make a fellow Christian feel dumb. So many people think that while they won't say it, that's what they use election as. They use election as this division. Like, oh, I'm a Calvinist, or I'm an Arminian, or I'm, I think it's Molinist. I think that's the name. Molinist, that's an even, it's even more complicated. You think Calvinism is complicated, Molinism is like, But that's getting to a whole nother point. (laughs) The point is, election is not made so that people in the 21st century can feel smart that they have a lot of books that talk about what they want to believe, okay? The point of election is God's glory because he said that, okay? What if God, although choosing to show his wrath and make his power known, bore with great patience the objects of his wrath, prepare for destruction, what if he did this to make the riches of his glory, of God's glory, known to the objects of his mercy, the elect? whom he prepared in advance for glory. We see that God's actually sharing his glory with us. That's crazy. God, while Paul calls us objects of mercy, what's implied there is that we are forgiven. These objects, what separates us from these objects of his wrath? The only thing that separates us is God. It's, I promise you it's not us. It is not like God looked ahead of time and saw that we would choose him. No, we were not going to choose God. I promise you. When you're dead in your sins, you're ugly. You're dead in your sins. You are not appealing to God. You don't want to choose God. You want to stay in your own sins and live for yourself. But God intervened. He sent his Holy Spirit to give us regeneration if we are God's people. He gave us regeneration so that we could see Christ and believe in him and so share in his glory. So the question arises, why does God allow people to go to hell? Because God certainly can save anyone he wants. God's not weaker than human free will. Human free will is not like this firewall for God where God's like, oh, I can't can't do that. 
you know, it blows my mind that people understand that Satan can bend the will of unbelievers, right? Like, we understand that Satan can tempt believers, you know, and get them to do crazy, stupid things. But yet these same people think that God can't influence people's desires. That God's like, oh, you know, I, I mean, I can't do that. You know, that's that's outside of my jurisdiction. No. God can change anyone's desires. God is not making us robots. He can just change what we want to do. Free will is not like, oh, man, I, I don't know what to do. God, through his Holy Spirit, can show us how glorious Jesus Christ is and can change our desires. He changes our heart. That's the whole point of the gospel. God changes hearts because in your sins, you were never going to choose God. In your sins, you were never going to make the right choice. You were never going to live for someone else. You were never going to count the cost and follow Jesus. But thanks be to God that the gospel does not rely on us. Thanks be to God that he sends his Holy Spirit and he sent his son to pay for our sins. Paul answers our question in this passage of why God allows people to go to hell. Because God, although choosing to show his wrath and make his power known, bore with great patience the objects of his wrath, prepared for destruction. And what if he did this to make the riches of his glory known to the objects of his mercy, whom he prepared in advance for glory, even us whom he called, not only from the Jews, but also from the Gentiles. God allows people to go to hell for his glory. And we just go up a few passages, or excuse me, a few verses, Romans 9, 19-21. One of you will say to me, then why does God still blame us? For who is able to resist his will? You know, the argument is, well, you know, if certain pe if people go to hell, like, you know, why are they? We can't resist God's will. Paul says in, Rome, in verse 20, but who are you, a human being, to talk back to God? Shall what is formed say to the one who formed it? Why did you make me like this? Does not the potter have the right to make out of the same lump of clay some pottery for special purposes and some for common use? Paul in Romans 1 had talked about how all are responsible. What can be known about God is made clear in creation. They can see that there is a God who they are responsible to. They did not come from nothing. That is evident from creation. But people still choose to go their own way, to live for themselves. The gospel offer is made to everyone. But God is gracious and chooses to take the hardness of heart away from some so that we can bring glory to him. And how does this passage change how we live today? Because I don't want us to be like, oh, I know election, you know, I'm really cool. Like, that's not why I have this. The reason I have this is because I read it in my Bible reading and it spoke to me. That's why I was not like, you know, arguing with someone who was like, oh, I'm going to go on my podcast and I'm going to cut them out. Like, no, that's not the point of election. The point of election is many, is multifaceted. We can praise God for his graciousness with the elect. 
and with his justice through the wicked. Okay? Because that's the way God would have it. Secondly, we live on mission, hoping and praying that God uses us to save the elect. The point of election is to give us comfort as we go. The point of election is not to make us comfortable on our couches, thinking that, oh, you know, God's going to say who he wants regardless. Like, no, true believers want to be a part of God's redemptive story, not just watch it from the sidelines. Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers. If you haven't already, I encourage you to go to our website, AdoptedBelievers.com. You can find podcasts, articles, resources, and all sorts of cool stuff. And if you got any questions, comments, or concerns, please send them to me at Daniel at AdoptedBelievers.com. I'd be happy to talk with you. But without further ado, I'm going to see you all next time. <laughs>